0: Welcome back to Cather's Corner. If this is your first episode, welcome. My name is Sten, and you're listening to A Quiet Corner of the Internet where we talk about our feelings and thoughts and how we can grow into better humans. Make sure to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you like to listen from to never miss an episode every Friday. And if you want to stay updated on the show, you can join our community over at Cather's Corner. Type it into Google, and I'll be right there. If you enjoy the show, let us know by leaving a star rating on it. Welcome back, baby. How y'all doing? I'm doing alright. Yeah? Yeah, I'm doing good. Like, it was a week. (laughs) It's been midterm season of the year, so I've been kind of all over the place, as you'll probably are realizing with the late episode drop, but... I'm surviving. Ooh, that was the water bottle. I'm surviving. I made it through, and um, now we're here. (laughs) But... Let's get into today's episode topic, shall we? I've been going through the emotional ringer recently, if it's not clear by how like (laughs) chilled out I sound right now. (laughs) But yeah, the past few weeks have been a lot. And I've been really considering how much my relationship with my feelings has evolved over the past few years as far as processing all those big, big emotions that I'm not used to having to process. And I didn't consider myself a sensitive person until recently, recently being like maybe the past year, and I'm still really hesitant to even consider myself to be a sensitive person, because when I think of sensitive people, I still think of like the kids in elementary school that would like cry at like the smallest inconvenience, and I was not for that kid. And even now, I feel like I'm not like a, I'm not a weepy person outwardly, inwardly, you know? It's hard out here, dude. It's hard. There's so much stuff. And I am, as much as I hate to admit it, a sensitive person and take things very close to heart. And you know, in current American society, our culture really encourages us to numb ourselves, which is kind of wild considering the best times I've had lately have been when I felt everything really, really intensely. And I've been trying to figure out how to navigate that desire to have no feelings ever while also wanting to be, like, a person, (laughs) you know? Because you can't be a person and not feel things. You have to feel things in order to, like, truly experience the whole latitude of living. I said that that wasn't, you know? Yes, I'm sticking by that phrasing as little sense as it made. But enough of that, enough for me. Let's check in with you guys before we get too deep into this discussion here. So like I do every week, I asked cues on the Instagram. I know I released them late, but I still release them. So let's go through them. The first question I asked you guys this week was, do you have a safe space to let all your feels out? Think journaling, friends, cliff screaming. 70% of you said by the grace of Gaga, I do. <laughs> 30% of you said no, send help. Uh, I'm glad that a majority of you have that outlet, and for the 30% that don't yet, thoughts and prayers, T-H-O-T-S, as my friend Julia would say, but, <laughs> thoughts and prayers, I don't know, if you hear voices in the background, it's probably Magdalena, who you've also met before at this point, um, you know. I feel like that sometimes. They have a lot of big feelings they gotta get out, (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of eating to do as well. Anyways, but for the 30% of you that haven't found that thing yet, again, thoughts and prayers. Um, sending my love to you. Journaling is nice. Um, running I know is a fun one for people. Going on walks is a fun one for people ranting into the voice memos app. I know that's a popular one that's quite effective, you know? I would just try a bunch of things out and hope for the best. (laughs) I know that's not, like, super helpful, but, like, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. It's hard. It's hard to, like, feel your feelings in a way that, like, doesn't feel destructive which kind of leads into my next question, which was, has intellectualizing feelings ever been helpful for you? If so, how and if not, why? And it was literally a 50-50 split on it being helpful or just making things worse, which I find really interesting as far as like what you guys had to say deeper regarding all that. I have some favorite responses here. I got a lot of responses this week. It kind of varied. So I'm just going to share the highlights. Um, One of you said that it's all well and good until you realize you still very much feel them regardless. (laughs) Which, you know, fair. (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not, like... Like we know this, we we know this, we know this, but like it's still, one can hope, right? <laughs> one can hope that you can like fast track your way through feeling your feelings by analyzing and thinking and you know recontextualizing them within the the grand schema of the universe or whatever. And it's like no, <laughs> you're still a person, and you're still gonna feel them, and it's okay. <laughs> Another one, of you said that it's 50-50 literally, like sometimes the mind can balance out the heart and sometimes it joins the heart on the spiral, which worsens things, which I think is a really good way to kind of put the dilemma because it really just comes down to like, combating the need for the heart to kind of like go haywire whenever there's like a big thing going on. But at the end of the day, our mind just has a tendency to follow the heart anyways. Because, like, if the heart's going big, the mind's going to go bigger. And you can't thought spiral your way out of big feelings. Because then you just have big feelings and big thoughts. Because <laughs> that's just how we work, unfortunately. Which is tough. I, you know... Like... Yeah. <laughs> it's rough i wish i had like more words of consolation but i like that's just how i that's how i am a lot of the time it's the back and forth between trying to be like you know well maybe here's all the possibilities and let let me think about the last time i felt this way about this thing what does that say about me as a person and how can i really like contemplate this feeling here in a way to rationalize it but feelings aren't really rational which is why like intellectualizing them isn't always helpful but as another one that he pointed out intellectualizing them can also help us figure out those like patterns in our emotions um and figure out solutions towards addressing said patterns which is really good so it's it really is a 50 50 split it really really is okay the next question i have for you was Why is there shame around being an emotional person? And how do you combat that shame? And, man, a lot of answers, a lot of answers, and I will highlight the big ones for me. Uh, One of you said that the way you combat it is through lovely friends that have been through therapy and remind you that it's okay to feel your feelings, which I agree. I think until, like... I aged (laughs) until I had friends that have kind of, like, been through those periods of their life. Um, was I able to, like, get really comfortable with feeling things? And, like, that was more, like, college period, I think, that I felt more comfortable with that. Because, like, I love my high school homies very, very much. For those of you that are listening, I love you all very, very much. But you and I both know that we were all headasses in high school. And we're big intellectuals that were above being emotional little emo kids, even though we were literal emo kids. And the way that we, like, were able to, like, feel those things were through, like, trauma dumping and, like, listening to whatever music at the time, you know? Of course, really, like, talking through those things and, like, giving ourselves the space to feel them without, like, needing to contextualize it in, like, an aesthetic or, you know what I mean, whereas I think only being within, like, college around people who have, like, been through the work you have to go through in order to, like, settle back into your feelings again and have they been more comfortable doing so. Which has been super, super cool. It's been super cool to have that space. Another one of you said that you find beauty and vulnerability whether or not your peers do, which is such a powerful statement, and I want it on a t-shirt um, and in my Pinterest boards, always. But it's true. I don't know. And I was thinking about this, not, it's not quite the same, but to me, it is adjacent to that. I went to a house show, um, which I'll talk about in a bit. And, like, people don't dance at house shows here, which I think is so silly, because, like, I don't know what it is about people and not wanting to, like, be vulnerable and seeing vulnerability is like lame or weak but it's like that's dumb that's so dumb it's so cool to be open with people and like show yourself you know and anyone who thinks it's not as they're whack that's my take on that if you think no then you're whack Another one who you said that you hated being called sensitive growing up, but now you take it as a huge compliment, which I love, because caring for others and being open about your emotions isn't embarrassing. Ignore people who shame you for it. They need to grow up. Snaps, snaps and claps, snaps and claps. <sighs> wonderful work, wonderful work. The final question I asked you guys, well, second to final one. But like, the final proper question I asked you guys was, do you express your feelings in an emotional state through media consumption, like shows, music, etc.? 82% of you said, I'll airdrop the sad boy playlist right now, <laughs> which I'm not surprised by, but it's still funny. And 18% of you said, I watch TV to escape my feelings, thank you, which I respect. I'm with the 82% personally. Um, I'm trying, I want to be the 18 percent so bad, but as I will also get into later, it's a, it's hard to, sometimes the only way I understand how I'm feeling is through media, which is something that I would like to emerge from, but, you know, like, media, like, creative, like, creative works are made because of big feelings, so it makes sense that it helps us understand our big feelings. That's what I'll say about that. hmm And I had a final place for people to scream into the void if they wanted to. Um, I'm not sure if you can still use it. If you can, feel free. Um, but yes, I won't read them, because the whole point is to scream it into the void and like, let it be there and exist separately. But that's it for the cues for you. Thanks again to everyone who participated this week. And if you want to see what else people said this week, you should check out Cather's Corner on Instagram. Go ahead and follow while you're there so you're ready to participate in next week's cues and potentially have your answers featured in an episode. Break time. you know what time it is it's time for the favorites of the day okay (laughs) okay so for today's first favorite i have the house show i mentioned it earlier um i went to a house show my friend natalie which you all know natalie's been mentioned quite a bit in the podcast recently i just adore her so much But yes, she played at a house show last weekend and she's playing again at a different house show this weekend and she'll be playing again later this semester with her new band, which is currently called Through a Friend and they were very, very good. I adore Nat, I adore her style of music so much. She has the prettiest voice and she's so talented and wonderful and it was super fun. It went with a big old group of friends. And we were dancing around, having a grand old time. And then another band played called Gulf Sex, which was also really good. I think you'd enjoy Gulf Sex if you were ever, if you've ever thought to yourself, man, I love Neutral Milk Hotel, but I wish they were like a little bit happier. That's what Gulf Sex is. So if you like (laughs) the idea of like Neutral Milk Hotel meets like fucking... (laughs) like i don't know man like i'm just thinking neutral milk hotel but happier which i guess is like not walk the moon walk the moon is aggressively not that i guess half alive would be that uh, but half alive is kind of poppy i'm getting off topic the point is both bands did really really well I had a great time um just dancing around technically moshing at some point which was so silly um but the crowd was half dead which i did not like but the people who played were really good. Um my second favorite of the day is dream flower tea. My friend gave me some dream flower tea a couple weeks ago that I've been enjoying very much. It's a mix of rose and lavender and just so many good like floral notes. I love floral tea so much. If if you ever want to get me a gift, get me floral tea. I love all floral teas. I don't think I've had a floral tea I don't like actually not a big fan of fruit teas love a good floral tea i'm a floral tea girly as one of my friends pointed out i love when tea tastes like perfume you know or like smells i love teas that taste like the smell of perfume because it makes me feel fancy so (laughs) big big fan love it love the tea so calming just in the like those herbs are just so it's so good so good. Love it. My final favorite of the day is the movie The Craft. I watched The Craft this weekend. It was recommended to me, um, by another friend of mine, um, because it's very similar to a super secret project that I'm working on, Um, but the movie's so fun. If you love camp, if you just love camp, and you love witches, and you love the teen 90s film genre, you will love The Craft. The Craft is so fun. Highly, highly recommend The Craft, especially since it's spooky season, and we need more spooky energy in our lives, so go watch The Craft. Super fun movie. Okay, back into the topic. Today's tea. Hmm. What is today's tea? Today's tea is, emotional people are braver than our troops, slash HJ. (laughs) But also, is it slash HJ? Emotional people are looking braver than our troops. Again, I don't know how you all live like this. It is so hard to be a feeler, dude. I don't know how you all live like this. Because I've been working really hard this year to tap back into my emotional space. Both in like, identifying how I'm feeling and also like, paving my spells giving myself the space to feel and process how i'm feeling which is so fucking hard it's so hard to do that shit. and i know there has to be at least a few of you out there that are like girl what like (laughs) like it's like like, but like it's feelings and i'm like i know but like even like the basic ones like i don't know why it has to be so nuanced and complicated for me to feel like happy and joyful but it is and like It just takes so much work to both understand it and then allow my body to just be in it and process it and let it take its time versus me trying to manipulate how i'm feeling in one instance or another which i'm realizing that's how i've lived a good chunk of my life over the past like recent years which i'm now trying to get out of i do think similar to a lot of people though. I have a tendency to intellectualize my emotions, which now I know is true based on the Instagram for this week. And like partially, it's like to understand them, sure. But often it's just an attempt to mitigate them, which I think is a trend among a lot of people around my age group. And like, I feel like it's a Gen C thing, especially. I'm not sure if it's as much a millennial thing based on observation alone. like genesis in particular, I think because we've grown up with the whole mental health thing, the whole mental health conversation, we think that talking about the feelings in a way that's very removed is the way that we understand them, which is not true. And I think that's a big part of why we have a tendency to pathologize a lot of the bigger emotions because we associate talking about feelings with talking about path- <laughs> psychopathology, which is just a fancy way of saying mental health issues. <laughs> but like when you have that like mental connect between I feel this set of ways and I talk about my feelings and feelings in the same way I talk about feelings in regarding to mental health things. It like I think we have a lot of issues when it comes to like feeling okay sitting in bigger emotions because we've created this like like i don't know where like the idea that like people don't feel things came from or that people don't feel like big things all the time came from because that's just like not true like i don't think a lot of people have like a baseline like there's a baseline of feelings but i think people forget like that the baseline will oscillate because you're going to experience a lot of different things. And that's not to, like, disregard people who, like, are experiencing the more, like, extreme versions of it. Like, with bipolar disorder or borderline, and that kind of thing. That's a very different thing, which I'll get into in a second. But, like, <laughs> I'm just I'm speeding through my points today. I just, I can't help it. I have so many thoughts. But, like, it is... It is tricky it is tricky how much we want to shrink the feelings before we can allow them to just expand and branch out and then naturally dissipate in the way that feelings naturally do because i'm realizing that that is the more mature thing to do than trying to be like oh it's silly to be sad over like me losing a pencil or something you know or it's silly to be anxious over me going to order a coffee or something you know what i mean Saying, trying to like, do the cognitive repositioning of like, objectively this isn't a big deal, isn't going to mitigate the fact that I feel this way. If anything, it's just going to be more effective for me to give myself the space to feel the way I feel about whatever's going on. And to move through that feeling as I'm taking the more objective steps versus trying to cancel them out by being like, oh, it's not a big deal. And it makes sense that I do that because that's how a lot of people around my age were taught to deal with their feelings growing up. It's only recently that people are trying to parent children to like sit in their feelings and go move through them. And then like, you know, do the big life things, you know? So I'm trying to fix that and feel openly because feel op- feeling openly is a very radical act in my opinion, and also it just will, like, save a lot of harm later. Because I've had people in my life who've repressed how they feel, both, like, good feelings and bad feelings, and even the whole, like, conversation of what's a good feeling and bad feeling is stupid because all feelings are kind of, like, in that gray area. They can go either way, contextually, depending on the situation. But, like, in an attempt to try and control those feelings it just leads to more harm because you can try and control image and reality as much as you want, but the repression of those feelings can just breed pain and torment that just ricochets outward either to people that you're close with or to your literal body. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with, like, the phenomenon around how much our body aches and pains are related to not processing things. Or, you know, more simply put, the body keeps the score. All the pain that we hold within ourselves and don't allow ourselves to feel will just show up in a different way. So if you don't let yourself feel things, your body's going to make you. (laughs) And again, I do think my generation of people have been making efforts against this, against this tendency of repressing of feelings because of discourse around that sort of thing and the effects of trying to repress feelings but we're like we have grown up in like the worst context to like combat it because there's the whole trend now of like using media to contextualize our experiences which 82% of us do and like I even have a hard time completely harping on that idea because I know for me personally it's been super duper helpful to have like musicians make art that i can relate to and like understand my emotions through or to like look at characters and shows and be like i feel like that you know but i do think in our postmodernist society it's really really difficult to that that's encouraged because it just disconnects us to our feelings even more because then we only learn how to like experience our lives through the context of the rules of like television and media um which is really really tricky because then it's harder for us to understand the nuance within ourselves with these emotions and the fact that like our emotions and experiences won't play by a set of rules you know and i've been just thinking a lot about it in terms of like a lot of the big emotions in my life regarding, like, sadness and love and pain and happiness and how these are emotions that, like, while they're characterized in art, everyone's experiencing them very differently and for very different reasons and trying to constantly associate myself with, like, all these different media forms makes it harder for me to understand my feelings and then, by extension, understand myself, which is an entirely different conversation we can have but also it's good. It's good and it's bad, just like everything else. You know, it's that an either or, it's a both and, but it is tough to like navigate feeling things in a context where like we are encouraged to as- attach ourselves to the external, which leads to further detachment. And also a culture where like we're encouraged to avoid the uncomfortability of that through detachment or through like avoidance or like, like I, like I consider the whole, like, I'm not, I don't want this to come off as like an anti mental health treatment because mental health treatment is so, so, so important. But like, it's really, really hard to like figure out if you even need treatment like that or anything when we're encouraged to find different ways to kind of like numb our feelings or avoid our feelings. And sometimes distraction is really, really good. And sometimes it's really, really necessary to have, like, certain medication in order to, like, be able to function, but there's a difference between, like, that and then, like, the culture of, like, we all need to be super chill, everyone needs to be, like, super chill, (laughs) and everyone needs to be on, like, a baseline level of, like, like, that ceiling of, like, how much we're allowed to express ourselves and how much isn't appropriate to express ourselves and i think of like my friends who are really really good at allowing themselves to just be and express how they're feeling in a really big way that maybe like we're not used to seeing and how important that is not just in like the everyone needs to feel big things all the time idea but more so like it's all about balance i think is what i'm getting at in a very tangential way like, there has to be a balance between wheeling ourselves in, reeling ourselves in from maybe when our feelings become so big that they take over our lives and make it hard for us to cope, and then trying to shrink our feelings so small that we feel nothing at all, because that's not great either. And so I'm trying to figure out the balance between that. And I think culturally, we're also all trying to figure that out, we're trying to figure out how we make more space for each other. In a way that like isn't going too far and on the other side of the pendulum you know what i mean it's rough out here dude it's so rough so i think at the end of the day it's just important for us to try and return to ourselves and learn to make room for the deep feeling magic beings we all are because it's so hard to try and like keep all these different big feelings locked away because they're embarrassing or they're too much or they're not conventional or they quote-unquote don't make sense I think the more we like play with different ideas of holding space for that the better off we will be in the long run and like it's a group effort we can figure it out together I believe in us all right y'all you know what time it is it's time to take a nice breath okay in two three four hold two three four out two three four five six in two three four hold two three four out two three, four, five, six, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six. Before you go, remember to follow or subscribe wherever you like to listen from to receive future episodes. This podcast is available to listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and Stitcher, and if you want to stay updated on the show, you can go join our little community over at Cather's Corner. You're amazing. You're doing what you can. Take care, and I'll see you here next week on Cather's Corner.